In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. I am free. Thank God. I am free. I am This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello and happy Monday to you. I hope you didn't hear me clear my throat. <laughs> I forgot that I was on the air that fast. Anyway, hello, hello, hello. I hope you've had a good week. If not, realize you are still blessed because you are still here. That's right. You are still here. Someone, somewhere has it worse off than you. Someone, right now as we speak, is being physically abused, emotionally abused, possibly sexually abused. Someone is, has been orphaned, has lost mommy and daddy, may have lost one or the other. Someone at this moment is starving or uh, probably severely <laughs> disabled. So be thankful that it's not you and that whatever you're dealing with, God can see you through it. Amen. God can see you through it. All right, that's my little spiel for tonight. I hope you had a good week, but if you didn't, think on someone else. Think on others, and perhaps that will help your situation not to look quite as bad. That you're not alone in your suffering. You're not alone in your, in your trouble. Tonight... We are going to talk about what causes so much trouble, what causes so much pain and suffering. 
Tonight, we are going to ask some questions and answer some questions. But before I do that, of course, I have to tell you the most no, I'm kidding. I was going to say the most important thing of the night that would not be true, so I can't go there. But I have to tell you what tea I'm drinking. Dun, da, da, dun. That's right. <laughs> the tea of the week is salada, green tea. Yes, yes, yes. Simple, basic but supposedly good for you, supposedly healthy, has antioxidants, good stuff in there, good stuff for you. Tonight is not hot like it has been. We've been in the hundreds out here. I know some of you have been uh, dealing with the heat wave too, but today I believe we were in the 80s and it felt... Um, so much better, so much better. So having said that, I can move on to our topic. The nature of sin. Tonight we are going to talk about what causes so much pain, what causes so much struggle and so much suffering in life. We are going to have a good discussion tonight, and we are going to talk about the nature of sin. We are going to address the question, what causes so much pain in life? Why is there so much struggle in life? Why do the rich keep getting richer and despise the poor? Why is there so much greed and corruption and um, vanity and selfishness in this life? Why? Some of you may have asked these types of questions. I remember I started asking these types of questions when I was quite young. I, I came to a point, and many of you may have done the same thing, where you begin to ask questions about life itself. You know, what is life all about? Why are we actually here? You know, why were you created? Why was I created? In keeping with tonight's theme, another question, why? Why do women who are created to be the givers of life, created to give life, to uh, bring life into the world, why do women have a desire to abort and murder their own children? Why? Why is there unwanted pregnancies? Why is there such a thing as unwanted pregnancy? Why a woman, young, young woman, um, girl perhaps, uh, which shouldn't even be getting pregnant, but why do those things happen? How does that happen? Um, I could go on and on and on and just try to 
ask the questions about all the evil situations and all the painful situations that happen in life. Why is there child abuse, molestation? Why is there rape? It would be an endless question to try to put all the scenarios into questions. I, I just wouldn't be able to do it. But to give you the answer, I can give you the answer in one simple word. One simple word. Isn't that amazing? Is it because I'm a genius? No. (laughs) But I'll give you that answer after we come back from the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on toginet.com. It's time to awaken your creativity and unlock your greatness by listening to The Nancy Pristine Show every Thursday from noon to 2 Central Time on toginet.com. Nancy is also known as the Happiness and Well-Being Ambassador. She's an award-winning author and radio talk show host. And every week on The Nancy Pristine Show, you'll hear tips, stories, and tested techniques from celebrities, star athletes, and executive business people. People who have achieved greatness in their field. Everyone deserves the ultimate life. And now you can create your own success story and achieve a brand new you by listening to The Nancy Pristine Show. The intent of The Nancy Pristine Show is to give you everything you need for happiness, well-being, and success. For more on Nancy and the show, check out her website, Nancy Pristine. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E dot com. Then listen up. You will never settle for second best again. You're going to love The Nancy Pristine Show every Thursday from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time on toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay. This is me, 
Minister Diane Jones, your host, and Christopher Jones is listening in. And I was asking questions before the break, and I was just about to give you the answer to that question in one simple word. But I'm going to have you hold on for a little bit longer. <laughs> Because I'm going to ask you some more questions. I'm going to throw some more scenarios out there because I thought of some other ones while I was waiting for the break. Why? Why is there such a thing as driving under the influence of alcohol and causing accidental on-purpose deaths? (laughs) I threw that part in there about on-purpose But why? Why do people do that in spite of the consequences? Why why are they in situations where they don't seem to be able to help themselves or they don't seem to care and they push the limits and they drive under the influence and cause trauma and tragedy in life after life? Why are the prisons full across the country, across the world, throughout the world? Why are the prisons full of people who have committed hideous crimes, white-collar crimes, you know, you name it, crimes? Why? Have I, have I stirred you up enough? Can anybody answer that question? I can answer that question. Yes, I can answer that question in one word. You ready? Chris, you ready for the answer to this question? I know you know the answer to this question, but have I, have I, have I asked enough questions? Have I painted the picture? Enough of what the problem is, of what the problems are in life? I believe so. You think so? Okay. Well, the answer, people, the answer is sin. S-I-N. Sin. That three-letter word that packs a wallop of a punch. That covers so much territory. That three-letter word that encompasses so much in life, so much pain, so much suffering, so much loss, so much tragedy, it is because of sin. Those three, that, 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 the word that people joke about, that the people, they joke about and they say, oh, that food was so good that it was sinful. You know, uh, uh, the, the sex that we have is so good that it's sinful. You know, I know it's wrong, but if it's wrong, I don't want to do right. They used to have, that was an old one back in my time. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to do right. Sin. That people, they scoff at that word now. They don't take it serious. They don't, they don't take it serious. They think sin is not relevant anymore. Yet the, the, the fruit of sin, the cause, the, the consequences of sin are evident 24-7, nonstop. 
stop <laughs> seven days a week, 365 days in a year, every second that we live, the evidence and the consequences of sin are apparent. But for some reason, people want to explain sin away. For some reason, they want to act like sin doesn't exist. Exist. It's like that elephant in the room that they want to pretend like there's no such a thing as sin. You know, psychologists and sociologists and humanists want to say that there is no such thing as sin. There's no such thing as absolute right or wrong, you know, sin is subjective. Truth is subjective. But I'm here to tell you that the reason for the suffering, for the hurt and the pain, for all the struggles that you deal with, for all the struggles that I have dealt with, for the things that I continue to deal with, it is because of sin. What is sin? Sin is rebellion against the nature of God. Sin is rebellion against rightness. That's what sin is. Rebelling against what is right, what is good, what is pure. Rebelling against it. Refusing to acknowledge it as such, even though you see the consequences every day. Even though you feel the consequences every day, you experience the fallout from it, refusing to acknowledge it as such, explaining it away as something else, excusing it, rebelling against the rightness and the nature of God. That's what sin is. That's what sin is, people, and it affects each and every one of us day in and day out, men, women, and children, humankind, mankind, are sinful by nature. It comes natural to us. It's a natural thing to us. It comes natural to us. One writer in the Bible said that he was born in sin, shapen in iniquity, and in sin did his mother conceive him. That is consistent with the Word of God that explains how sin came into the world through disobedience, through the fall of Adam and Eve, rebelling against God's instructions for them not to give in to temptation, not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and of evil, not to eat of that tree. Because in the day that they ate of that tree, that they would surely die. They didn't die a natural death that day, although death came into existence. Death was birthed. Death was born. There was no such thing as death before sin. Death, death people lived for Hundreds of years, the oldest man in the Bible was Methuselah, who lived 900 and something years, just shy of a thousand years, before sin. Why do we love sin so much? Why do we embrace sin when it causes so much 
mayhem because it's natural to us. It's natural to us. And some people are more rebellious than others. Some people, they deal with sin long enough, you know what, it breaks them down. And it, and it drives them to the cross. It drives them to Jesus Christ. It drives them to ask the types of questions that I used to ask when I was a, a youngster. Like, why? What is all this about? What is all this for? Is anybody out there asking those types of questions today? Does anybody want to know, you know, uh, what really and truly all this is about? Is there anybody that's dissatisfied with the status quo and the superficial teachings and indoctrination of the the flimsy churches? The self-centered, get your own, get your season, be blessed. Um, uh, oh, anybody out there tired of all that and want the, to know the truth? Well, we're here to. I'm here to give it to you tonight. I'm here to give it to you tonight. Science doesn't answer the question of sin. The theories of evolution and humanism don't answer the question of sin. They don't explain the evil in this world. Those theories, those uh, philosophies, those principles, they don't explain the evil and the pain of this life. They don't lead you to an answer. They just kind of leave you hanging out there on that one. They, they want to say that all this just came about by chance. You know, the world came about by chance. You, therefore, came about by chance. You know, that's why the unborn have no significant meaning anymore because it's really not relevant. I mean, they're not even people as far as humanistic thinking is concerned. Some of this extreme thinking, I should say, is concerned that they're not even human before birth, before you <laughs> come out of your mother's womb, you're not even human. So everything is relative, and nothing is confirmed or solid. They don't even answer the evilness. What, what is their answer to it? To keep trying to put Band-Aids on it. What is the answer to the men and the women that are in prison for heinous crimes? To keep building more prisons to build more prisons, to implement more programs. Um, what is the answer to unwanted pregnancy? Abortion. Not getting to the root of the unwanted pregnancy and what caused that situation, but just abort, 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 abort the child. You don't need this problem in your life right now. You know, center on yourself. Don't be concerned about the next person or that child. Be concerned about yourself and what this is keeping you from doing and having and being. You know, don't get to the bottom of the problem. Just abort don't get to the bottom of the moral issues and, the, and, and what's causing the problem. Just, you know, take a pill. Matter of fact, don't take a pill. I mean, now they got everything. I mean, they got injections. Uh, oh, here we go. Time for the break. I'll be back.
Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Thursday nights, get ready for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millat, at 11, 10 Central on Toginet.com. What are the Read My Lips Tips for Success? Well, it's spelled out like this. R. Realize it is possible. E. Embrace all relationships. A. Advance through adversity. D. Develop your significance. M. Manage your health and wealth. Y. Yield to your natural abilities. L. Listen to your heart. I. Invest in yourself. P. Persist by taking small steps. And S. Serve others. Each week on the show, you'll find a safe haven whereby tips, insights, and strategies are shared by Linnea and her guests. Go to Linnea's website, readmylipstips.com. Then join us Thursday nights at 11, 10 p.m. Central for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette on toginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All righty. Alrighty, I'm going to try to calm down a little bit. <laughs> I got carried away. The break was on me before I even realized it. But you know what? I get worked up. I do. I get worked up when I talk about these things because the answer really is simple compared to the explanations that others try to give. My goodness, there's every disorder out there you can think of and some things that you probably couldn't even think of. You can't keep up with them. What causes the pain, the suffering, and the struggle of this life? Some try to explain it. They try to explain it as a personality disorder. I heard that one as a defense for Sandusky. His lawyers, after they saw that he was being cornered and he wasn't doing so well in his trial, tried to come up with a personality disorder. 
There's a lot of personality disorders, people. There sure is. Framed by, caused by, formed by sin and the absence of consciousness, the absence of a barometer, an internal barometer that lets you know something is wrong, that that gauges you, you know, that 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 alarm that goes off inside of you when when something is wrong, when you're doing something wrong, or when someone else is suffering, um, and you see this, or you know, there's the absence of that barometer. There's the absence of shame. There's an absence of guilt. There's a certain amount of guilt that is good, better known as conviction. There's a certain, you know, we have to have barometers in our life to keep us from going off the deep end because by nature, by nature, we are sinful. Mankind is sinful. We will do whatever the flesh desires at the moment. The the baby comes into this world with that very, uh, that very passion. To, to, to satisfy the, the flesh. The baby comes into the world that way, and many of us, many of you have grown up and continue to grow up that way because nobody put any real restraints on you. Nobody taught you or gave you that inner compass. You know, the Bible used to be this nation's inner compass. The Bible was one of the main textbooks in our educational system, and children had a moral compass to know when they were doing right or wrong. And they felt guilt or shame if they were caught, busted, corrected, challenged on the issue. Now, my goodness, now not only will the children, but the parent will argue you down and cuss you out. And hardly anybody goes to court and says, I'm guilty. I'm guilty, Your Honor. Have mercy on me. They all go in twisting the twisting the truth and stretching it as far as they can stretch it. Lawyers defending people that they know have committed crimes and trying to twist it and turn it around and blame it on somebody else. And uh, the, it goes on and on and on. Science, evolution. Humanistic philosophies, they can't pinpoint why any of this is even an issue. And what I mean by that, okay, so let's say someone is raped. Like, for instance, myself. I was molested by my father growing up. Let's say I am, I was molested. Why is that even an issue? If there's no such thing as sin, if truth is relevant, if, you know, if your truth is different from my truth and there is no God and there is no heaven, there is no hell, there is no sin, why does it even matter? If I was molested, why would it even matter to me personally? Why wouldn't I just celebrate and, uh, you know, rejoice and be happy in it and just 
you know, go on with life like nothing ever happened? Why wouldn't that have been my response? Why isn't that the response to such trauma? If somebody broke into your house today and ripped you off and stole your flat-screen TV and all your major appliances and your computer, why would you even care? Why, is it, why do you even feel violated? If nothing is wrong, if there is no such thing as sin or wrong, or why would it even matter? Wouldn't all of us just be like, oh, hey, Johnny came and took my TV. Johnny came and took my computers. But you know what? I don't care. I'm going to go take Johnny's TVs and computers, and, and we're going to go have a beer, and we're going to go get high tonight after that. I mean, why would it even matter? Why would there be a sense of violation if, in fact, things are the way the world tries to paint the picture? <laughs> why is the same-sex issue even an issue? Why are there some people that even oppose it? Why are there those who are fighting for it if there is no such thing as right, wrong, sin, righteousness, etc.? Wouldn't it all just be peaceful if, if, if it's all good? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be no sweat off anybody's back if anybody wronged anybody? If anybody wouldn't we all just be living in harmony with their, I mean, I hope you're getting my point. I hope you're getting my point. It does matter, and there are violations, and people do experience trauma, and they do experience pain and suffering because it's not right. Because it's not right. Because there are consequences to sin. Sin hurts. Sin hurts. It causes devastating effects in the lives of people. We are seeing it. We are seeing it every day. We're seeing it in the breakdown of the family. We're seeing it in the breakdown of relationships, not only marriages, but friendships. We're seeing it in in the jobs and how companies and employers handle employees. There's no sense of loyalty anymore. You know, years ago, someone could work for a company for 20 years. And that loyalty meant something. It meant something. If they were a good employee, it meant something. It guaranteed you a job unless the company went under. Now they say, hey, thanks. If they say, if they say, thanks for all your hard work, because they may not even do that. Uh, the, next, the next new thing comes in, they might just say, hey, I'm sorry, we don't need you anymore. Regardless of what you've been to us in the future, we just don't need you anymore. Or basically, I'm in a bad mood and I don't like your personality, so I'm going to harass you. I'm going to dog you out. I'm going to lord over you. I mean, where does that come from? Why wouldn't we all just be peacefully getting along? There's no such thing as sin. What makes one want to dominate the next person? What makes the, a bully? Why are there bullies? And if there's such thing as a bully, why does it matter? If there's no sin, there's no unrighteousness, if there's no God, no heaven, no hell. Well, there is such thing as sin. There is evil in every aspect of life. 
Every culture in the world is, is, experiences evil and wickedness. And the answer, I'm going to give you the biblical perspective before I give you the answer. I'm going to give you the biblical perspective. What am I talking about when I say sin? Let me give you some more examples. We can go to, what is it, uh, Galatians, the book of Galatians. Galatians five nineteen through 21. Hey, hubby, um, I know I'm getting carried away, but, hey, you want to chime in? I, I Do you want to chime in on anything before I go to Galatians? No, no, I'm listening in. Are you listening? I'm, I'm okay. Following along. <laughs> okay. The book of Galatians tells us the works of the flesh. That's the sinful nature that I'm talking about, y'all. The works of the flesh are manifested, revealed, which are these. Okay. Look and see, do you see yourself in, 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 in any of this? I know I've seen myself in some of these uh, categories, some of these behaviors. Look and ask yourself, are you in any of these categories? Adultery. Fornication. Uncleanness, lasciviousness, unbridled, that's unbridled lust, okay, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, you ever hated anybody, variance, strife, emulations, wrath, uncontrollable anger, Causing division, seditions, heresies, false accusations, basically lying on someone, envy. You ever envied someone or something? Murderers, drunkenness, uh oh, reveling, causing trouble, rebelizer. <laughs> Hey, is that you? The Bible says those are works of the flesh. Those are works and manifestations of a sinful nature. And it goes on to say, They which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Rape comes under the category of lasciviousness. Rape comes under the category of fornication. Unbridled lust, lasciviousness. Looks like we got another break. I'll be back. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The Story of Me is very inspirational 
for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVent Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management. The holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. I'm back. You know, I get so caught up in what I'm doing that I sometimes forget to tell you all that I do have a call-in line, and I do welcome your calls. I would love to hear from some of you from time to time, just so that I know who's out there, who's out there listening to us. I get statistics on the show, but it would be nice to hear a voice sometime and uh, see what's on your mind. If you have a question or a comment, um, if you are listening uh, via Internet, you can go to my host page and you will see the call-in number there. I believe it is still 877-864-4869. Before I run out of time, let me get back to my topic and let me go back to where I left off saying, the works of the flesh. We're talking about the nature of sin tonight. We're talking about what sin is. We're talking about why there's so much pain, why there's so much suffering, why there's so much struggle in life. And I'm telling you that it's because of sin. Where do I get that from? That's a biblical perspective. The Bible says in the book of Galatians that the works of the flesh are these. It gives you examples of what the sinful nature is capable of and will do, okay? And I'm also here to say that it's a natural thing. It's a natural thing for mankind, for me, you, or the next person to sin. 
It comes natural to us now, okay, because of sin entering the earth in the first place. It comes natural to us. We're born in sin. The Bible says also in the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 23, all have sinned. No one is above this fact. No one is exempt from this fact. All have sinned and come short of God's glory, God's standard of righteousness, um, his ways of doing things. All have sinned and come short of God's glory. In Romans 6, verse 23, it says, The wages of sin is death. Like I said earlier, it's not necessarily an immediate natural death, although death comes to all of us. So the wages of sin is death. Before sin entered the earth, there was no such thing as death for humankind. But now death comes to all of us because of sin, because of being born into sin. Now our bodies do decay. They do get old. They do wear out. We can be affected with sickness. We can uh, experience disease and deformity and all of those horrible, ugly, painful, difficult things. The wages of sin is death. But it goes on to tell you, but the gift of God is eternal life. His answer to sin, the answer to sin is the option. Having the option to choose life over death. Having the option to choose eternal life and spiritual life and a more wholesome healthier life, even in this time, even in our time, even as we live on the earth, we can live a more wholesome, more healthier, more happy life, free from the bondage of sin, if we are born again. We don't have to remain a sinner. You don't have to remain a sinner. You don't have to be enslaved to your sinful nature, to the nature that you were born with. You don't have to be enslaved to that anymore. Second Corinthians five seventeen tells us, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You get to start all over. You get. You will have a, a, a spiritual, supernatural encounter with God, and you will begin to understand why you were created, what you were born for, why we were put here. Uh, life will have more meaning. It will make more sense. It won't just be like some people have told me, you know, down through the years I've had conversations with different people and, and you know, I've had people say to me, 
you know, it's just life. It's just life. Well, you know, that's true. It is life. It is life in this world. Because of sin, life is going to be rough. It's going to have some roughness. (laughs) It's going to have some struggle. It is life. But we don't have to accept life as such for ourselves. There is an option. And so this this message about the nature of sin is hopefully to cause you to look at yourself, question some things, ask some questions, hopefully to want to change, to make a difference in your life if you are tired, if you are tired of the effects of sin in your life. This message is not for the person that is happy in their sin. If you are happy in your sin and you choose death instead of life and you desire to go that, you know, to stay where you're at, that is your choice. We all have a choice. We all have a free will. You know, the consequences of sin is death. And it only brings about pain and suffering in the long run. But that is still your choice. Tonight, I am not here to beat anybody over the head, to insist that you do things my way or the Bible's way or God's way. I'm just simply here trying to reach those who are tired. If you are tired of sin, if you are looking for answers, you can find them in the Word of God. You can find them in the Word of God. Those very people that were telling me, oh, that's just life, you know, so what? So what? Somebody did this to you or so what? That's just life. You know, a lot of them, several of them, I can think back, they're like, they're very hard and cruel people themselves. They're doggy dog. They're hardcore. You know, they're going to take what they want, and they're going to get you before you get them, and they're going to pay you back if you do this. But they're telling me that's just life. Well, what hope is that? What hope is that for the person who has been hurt, for the person who's been brokenhearted, for the one who's been victimized by sin over and over and over? What hope is that? Well, God offers us a better way. God offers us a better way to cope. He offers us a new life in him. Like I said in 2 Corinthians 5:17, therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The bondage of sin can be heavy. But you can be a new creature. Those old things can pass away. The heaviness and the burden of that struggle can can lighten. Jesus said in his word, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Compared to, to the sinner, the scriptures say that the way of the transgressor is hard. So compared yeah. to the sinner. Hello. Hello, darling. Oh, well, I wanted to say that even though we live in a sinful world, uh, Jesus paved the way for us to live in a sinful world and be sin free. Amen. 
we can be in the world but not of the world. Yeah, we're surrounded by it, but um, we don't have to. And we're affected by it, but we can be free of it, and, and we can still have victory even though it may be all around us. And some people say, yeah, that's life, that's life. Well, that is life, but we don't have to accept that life. Amen. We can accept the promise. That's that's pretty much what I had to say. We have a promise if we walk with the Lord, and um, we don't have to receive that wage, because a wage means you've been working. But we can receive the gift because we we've, we've given up our sin. We've turned from our sin, and we don't have to toil through this life anymore and be a part of this sinful life, which is work. It's a wage. It's slavery. But people don't want to let go of bondage because they're, they're, they're in their flesh and they're following the icing. They want the icing. They want the, what the devil has to offer. You know, he can't offer anything solid. He has to offer fluff and icing and, and, and bright lights and, you know, stuff like that. But he can't offer the true, mm-hmm. the true life. He can only offer things that look good. You know, if you look at a a, a, a tree. You got about a minute before we go off the mm-hmm. air. If you look at a tree. If you look at a healthy tree that's been, you know, watered and everything, the leaves will be green and everything, the tree will look healthy. But what he wants to do is he'll take a dead tree and put lights on it and plug it up and make the mm-hmm. tree sparkle and look like it's alive. And from a distance, it's like, man, look at that, you know. But God can give you a real tree that's alive, that can be a home to animals and, you know, give shade and give off oxygen, life. And that's 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 without sin. Amen. Amen to that, brother. He offers us a better way, and that way includes everlasting life without pain. Accept his plan. Accept salvation today. Ask him to be your savior. Turn from your ways. Adopt his ways. And it'll be worth it. (laughs) It'll be worth it. Until next week. 